0: Um, uh, uh, um, uh, we're live. We're live. What's up? Hello, hello. Good evening, guys.
1: What's up? We're back. Today,
0: Kyle Sockwell's in the house. <laughs> Kyle, what is up, brother?
1: Not a lot, not a lot. Just trying to keep track of everything that's going on, swimming-wise. It's it's that season. It is that season.
0: If you don't foul, if you don't foul, if you don't foul, follow, yeah. Kyle on, uh,
2: I'm Twitter. trying to keep up with all these tweets.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, Please my thumbs are tired. We're yeah, one day in. I mean, hammering <laughs> it. <laughs> it's trying. It's,
0: it's been an exciting uh, two nights already. Um, yeah. One, relay night.
1: I mean, it's insane. It's conference. I mean, it's it, just kind it feels of like NCAA's young. already. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. It does. They're swimming at that level, aren't they? Golly. Oh,
0: Hell. Well, we'll we'll get into that. Let's not jump ahead yet. Mm. Um, hello everybody that's coming in. Sunny's here. Kira Toussaint, she is stuck in uh traffic, but she's gonna be here soon. She's we're coming. gonna talk a little bit about the Dutch Swimming Federation and their uh their letter to I guess their swimmers. And um, Fina responded today, which was actually kind of different. You know, we're not really used to that. Uh, you know, they got all new head people too. Um so that they uh the the attorney came out very quickly and said, No. Nah, no, we already tried this They're like we got in trouble last year for for trying to prevent these people from trying to make money so we're not on that side but uh anyways i digress brett you were just in florida for sectionals orlando sectionals meet you got to hang out with our boy bruno for about 10 days training him up uh how was it
2: i'm doing a little bit of like, like what sonny's doing right now out with chad LaClo out there in um South African, we'll get an update from you in a second here, uh, Sonny. I want to hear how it's going. I've seen all the videos, which is cool. Um, my 10-day my stint with Bruno was awesome. I hadn't been on the deck with him in probably a couple of years, really, at, at that level, going down there and hanging out with him. And then we went to a meet in Orlando kind of in the middle of that. So we had a really good week of training and, and we pushed like we wanted to make some gains last week in the in the pool and, and in the gym. He was working hard. Thursday afternoon, he ripped a gym set and I put some of that up on the Internet. I mean, this guy lifts like a madman, just puts puts trucks over his head. And um, so he's not afraid. And then he transfers that into the pool, does a lot of speed. lot of good technical work so we're we're trying to make gains but then um you know we went to Orlando on the weekend and tested ourselves against um you know pretty much like an Olympic final you had Dressel there the Olympic gold medalist you had Michael Andrew who by the way is just a superb human being I don't care what anybody says about that man I love him to death he's awesome all the time in the world for him and his family I, I got to spend some time with his dad and his mom and um, listen, I don't, uh, again, I don't care what anyone says. I like the kid. And, um, and, and so we, we got to swim and we got to race and, uh, Michael himself was kind of, uh, doing this 400 IM am type training and racing, doing a lot of back-to-back racing. So he wasn't really a factor in the 50. Um, Caleb is doing a lot of training from what I'm hearing. And, and even just speaking to him personally, he's loving the group that he's in now. Obviously it's a much bigger group. And uh, Ledecky was there racing. We saw her race out of her brain as well. Uh, but, but Caleb's just a racer, man. I love, I love the fact that he comes across as one of the nicest guys, and it's absolutely genuine. He's a good person from a good family. But i got to tell you this about Caleb. He's a competitor, man. Deep down inside, that man is a competitor. He loves to race. He loves to win. He hates to lose. I don't know which one he likes more, loves to win or hates to lose. But I'm telling you, he's a, he's a bad boy competitor. So you, you get up next to him, and you're going to feel it. He's going to give it to you. And he gave it to us on the weekend. And um, so that was a lot of fun. But that was that was it. Um, I, I do have a question here from the audience saying, you know, uh, I did set up a time with Caleb. He did get sick. Uh, so we had to pull out of it. I have not got a, a replacement time yet. I'm, I haven't put pressure on him to kind of come onto the podcast in his own time. He'll, he'll do it. He'll make it happen. I trust him. He said he would do it. I don't know if it's going to happen in the next month or in the next 12 months, but I'm telling it'll happen. He, he'll do it sometime, but that's me. Sonny, what are you up to, mate?
3: Yeah. So we're in Durban at the moment. Uh, the first long course racing for us tomorrow. We're at the uh, Durban Grand Prix at, um, at the, at the, at the, 50 meter pool here. So that's really exciting. Um, are doing some different things over here. So, uh, it's funny because you talk about Brett and I saw them videos, Brett, about um, uh, Bruno, sorry, um, in the gym. My God, like, you know, the way he moves is impeccable. And that's that's why
1: I wake up every morning and soar and I go to practice and I smash it, smash it, smash it, smash it, smash it, smash it.
3: There we go, I mean. That was that was perfectly illustrating what I wanted to get across. <laughs> that that
1: lat pull down video is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that, like the, I was, I like the picture.
0: I like the picture between him and uh, Arnold flexing when you did that. Uh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't
2: think people. That was a private message. I don't think everybody saw that one. Oh! 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 Good for us. That's, that's the <laughs> true inside right there, huh? We'll, we'll yeah, like round. all that, that, that pull down he was doing was just like it was just a joke, wasn't it? it was like,
1: zip, yeah, zip, it's zip. ridiculous. My right. shoulders were quivering. <laughs>
3: um, so, but, yeah. but Chad's doing some good work out there. Hey, Sonny? Yeah, so we've introduced to gym. So he, that's really knocked him for six. It's something he's not really ever done. What? Um, yeah, oh. I know, right? Ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> like full beginner. I'm, I'm talking full beginner. Like we're introducing like basic stuff. Um, but it's got, I think it's going to really pay off. Um, wow. So we'll see how this weekend goes. But we we were a pretty big set last night, 2150s. Um, the last five were on 145 and he finished on 125-0. That's a long course just to put into perspective. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, for them sort of sets, I've never seen anything like it. But if you do want to see the sort of training we're doing, I'm doing vlogs almost daily at the moment of, of our training session. So yeah. if you want to see what someone like Chad does in training, then – check me out on YouTube, gym, swim, everything's like recorded now. So there's no, there's no secrets. There's no behind closed doors here. Um, You can see what he's doing and uh, hopefully we'll have a good summer.
0: Follow the swimsuit guy. That's cool. Actually I do have, I I uploaded a couple of these videos real quick, Brett, if you want to go through them real, just to explain like some of the things that you were doing with Bruno in the water. Yeah,
2: sure. Mm. Head down. Honestly, this came from my talk with Herbie Beam. Uh, you know, like we, we, we say that, yeah, exactly. I Arizona mean, I, love Herbie. I, I, I thought it was great. I'm learning as we go here. Like we took that specific, you know, six-second work that he was talking about on the podcast and we applied it to our training, you know. So like, look, I'm getting as much out of these podcasts as you guys. We're just sharing information and, and I'm loving it. I'm loving what other people are doing. And I think Herbie's onto something, man. It really helped us last week, and we've incorporated that into our training now. This is just trying to develop his underwater dolphin. You know, he doesn't have a fluid dolphin kick like Caleb, and every time we're next to him on that first 15, you know, he's crushing everybody around him. Um, and so we've just got to get better at it. We're never going to be at caleb's level on that first 15 but if we can you know narrow the gap gap, yeah and that's what we're trying to do so we're adding resistance like with the drag socks which you know is a fantastic tool to to help develop that kick and so we're just doing speed work resisted speed work It's it's is There's that wiggle, Sonny. Uh, I've talked about that wiggle in Bruno's stroke before that I wouldn't teach. And um, uh, at first I wanted to correct it out of him, but that's how he gets on his catch. He has a wiggle at the back. He snaps onto his catch. If you watch it from the back, it looks really unorthodox. If you watch it from the front, it looks super clean. So, listen, it works and we we leave it.
0: I think when you're on the tower like this too, it's like it's even more exaggerated, right, because of all the resistance – you can almost draw a line and show like how how squiggly his body is.
2: Yeah, uh, and he has—he just has a funny shaped body. You know, he's got really big quads. He's got thin calves. He's got kind of a big butt. He's got a big arching back. He's got a—he's got a back like a gorilla. Um, you know, he doesn't have the longest arms, let's say, uh, compared to some of the other boys that he races. So, it's—it's it's an interesting body type, and we just we we utilize what we have and we maximize it. You know.
3: Hmm.
2: For
4: it's sure. funny you talk
3: about um, like trying to bridge the gaps in certain areas or weaknesses because you know when we start in the gym with Chad, we we, we vertical jump test every session as a bit of a showing that the gym's doing something. And his vertical jump first session, fifteen inches, fifteen inches flat. One um, five. One five. <laughs> um, and just to put it in perspective, Caleb Dressel is, a, is allegedly forty three inches. So like, wow. So we're yeah. we're at seventeen point two now. But like. The thing is, it doesn't have to be 43. He just needs to be somewhere close. Cause we know he's good underwater. Um, but like every little bit closer is is a big is a big thing, right? So it's the same with the underwater kicks for, for Bruno and it's, it's 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 gonna go a long way.
0: It's also a great way, Sonny, to to have your swimmers understand that they're tapering. So you can still mm. do your vertical jumps throughout taper and yes. you're and you should be that thing if it should be going up. Right. yeah if it's not going up, you got a problem but it should be going up. Uh, it's an easy way to gain that confidence uh, in your mm-hmm. swimmers while well. they're just doing their normal workouts. yep yeah. um, anyway, speaking of uh, people that can swim the 50 freestyle really fast, um, there's this new guy that you may have, may or may not have heard of that um, is from the Cayman Islands that's a freshman at the University of Tennessee mm. who just uh, he just lit up Brooks Curry um, last night. Um, and I think we can actually, we can watch it if you guys want to. Yeah, yeah, let's watch this.
2: I've watched right. it a few times already. Let's check it out. Let Kyle talk about this one.
0: I think it's a little loud here.
1: All right. Yeah, and he just went 45 in the 100 too, right? 100, for, or 100 fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was out 20 points in that.
2: Dang Oh, I actually he's got good, oh, good underwaters. That's it. Eh? That's
0: a good first 15. You know, watch this one.
2: Oh, that's dang. ridiculous. Oh, that's Dressel like. Yep. He was
1: in 1938 coming into this, I think. Is that right?
2: Was he? Yep. 1938.
1: Dropping like Drop a third. second and a 50. That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, was he in lane four for that?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, he was, handling the pressure of his first SEC final like that and just eating it up.
3: I'm pretty sure, yeah. like, uh, Brooks Curry was uh, 18-1 on the relay the day before as well. So, yeah, like, 18-14. That, that was a fast heat. Brooks got a PB as well, 18-6. Like, sprinting in the NC, in, in the NCAAs now is unreal. Like, I don't know how many it's 18 insane. points there were yesterday. I reckon there's was more than eight, eight, 18 points in two meets yesterday, right? I
1: think we had eight or nine, yeah. And we uh, still like, have the packs, Big Twelves. I mean, yeah, I don't the know. The Cal and Texas
3: guys haven't even swum yet, and there's already yeah, no exactly. yeah. mm-hmm. and
1: I mean, you got <laughs> USC. That's an easy eighteen, at least one. Yeah. yeah, Cal easy eighteen, at least one. There's two more. Yeah, I mean, there's
0: probably two there. Yeah, you're yeah probably so. gonna end
1: up being like five from the Pac-12. So I mean, imagine going eighteen and getting like fifteenth at MCs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, didn't they say it was the fastest SEC final to make in history? It was like nineteen two oh. to make the final.
0: Has, Has to be, be. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't
1: think it's even close. Yeah,
0: yeah. We we all knew this was happening. We're going to happen. We we've been talking about this every single live show. We can't wait. We can't wait. We can't wait. There's more people. There's more foreign people. There's fifth years. There's red shirts. The COVID. Mm-hmm. All the, all the above, and it's it's just happening before our eyes. Um, hopefully, these guys are, you know. The COVID thing is the scariest thing still. If you get COVID, you ain't swimming, okay? Ask Bobby Fink. That's the other crazy thing. You look at those results, you know, from Florida, and he's not even in there, right? He's not in the 50, 500 freestyles where they put five dudes up there. Um, it's just a Matt Sates yes. had a great 500 yeah. freestyle. If you sites. didn't get to see that one. Um, I'll put the link in there right now.
3: Yeah, like. He negative split the last three 100s it's absolutely ridiculous like you know and he's up against the NCAA champion and the 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 world record holder like the fastest guy in history and the defending champ like that's who he's against and he beats them both like
0: he's so controlled oh. he just yeah. so 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 controlled and, the entire and time.
3: like i know he's swum short course meters and long course meters, but this is his third 500 yard ever like he done one two weeks ago he went 431 and stopped early he then went the Heat 413 and 4090,
2: third one ever. <laughs> well, we kind of hoped this was going to happen, didn't we? We hoped he was going to come in and just slap some people around from the get-go and shake things up, and he has. It hasn't, he hasn't taken a backward step. And from what I hear, he trained through this too. He, you know, He may have had a day or two rest, but this is not him shaved and tapered by any means, so pretty you cool. Know who,
0: you know who else is doing really well? The Tennessee women. Oh, Tennessee women are killing
4: it. Am I you right? Yes, you're right.
2: Hi, right. what's happening?
4: Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm good. We're good. Now you're you're over. Where are you right now?
4: I'm at home. Actually, I just got home from the states on Monday and mm-hmm. uh, just got from practice. Um, yeah. So. What, what
2: city do you live in?
4: Uh, I live in a suburb of Amsterdam.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, Beautiful. I love Amsterdam. Yes.
0: Well, we were just chatting about the NCAA swimming, you know, that's going on the last couple of nights. Uh, Obviously, the the Tennessee women have multiple women in finals and consoles, and um, I guess there's actually three heats in there, but they're just everywhere, and they've amassed a big uh, lead already, and it looks like they're going to be unstoppable.
4: I think so. I mean, looking at it, they have three in every A final, three women in every A final tonight. Um, I mean, there's just so many points. Um, looks really good for them right now.
2: Kira, tell us this, you know, you've you've swum there, you know the program. Why you think now, why is this such a special team now? Obviously, you it's built on history and you're, you're part of that history, but now it seems like it's all coming together for this team.
4: Um, I, well, I think they have been doing really well with recruiting in the last couple of years. I mean, that's why... They have such an incredible freshman class right now. And I mean, it's not a secret. I'm such a big fan of the coaching staff that's currently there, Mm -hmm. Um, especially Matt Kredic and Ashley John, which I know the best because they were my coaches as well. Um, Matt is such an amazing coach, uh, especially for women, I think. And they're so focused on technique and doing everything right and always trying to learn and get better so um yeah i was actually there um what is it five weeks ago mm-hmm. in the beginning of january and i had a talk with the uh, with the current team with all the lady balls because matt asked me if i wanted to speak with the team and of course um uh, i love to do that and uh it was just I don't know. They just have very good energy and um, they're really on a mission and um, that was really, really cool to see.
2: Kira, from what you know, just uh, one more thing here. From what you know, would they have fully prepared for this SEC championship or do you think they're going to leave a little bit more in the tank for the NCAAs?
4: Um, to be honest, I'm I'm not sure if they're like fully tapered. I assume they're not um, because... I mean, why? I don't see why they would be. Um, I know they're on a mission to win SECs, though. Like, the, this is their chance, I think. They've never um, won, have school.
2: they? What? They, they haven't won before, have they?
4: Oh, God. Oh, this is a... I mean, they haven't won one.
2: in maybe a long time, let's exactly, say. Exactly, you know, yeah. my
4: junior year, we came so close to Texas A&M, but right. um, obviously we didn't win. Um, but... It must be at least a very long time ago, yeah.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, all
0: they right. look great. And uh, so does uh, NC State and UVA, who were battling out in the ACC. Uh, they're they're punching each other uh, back and forth, putting multiple people up in all the events, breaking American records on both sides. I mean, the, the UVA men went 114 and broke the American record with four guys where most any normal swimming nerd would be like who who are these guys of course unless they listen to inside with brett hawk and they saw us at uva interview two out of those four guys uh and you get to learn about them from the beginning of the season um but uh yeah they are kate douglas gretchen walls twenty-one zero. i mean it's been i can't believe it's only day like one actually you know uh, one one day of actual individual swimming, just three events down. So um, a lot, a lot still in store here um, this weekend. Yeah. I mean, speaking final, of 50
1: free depth, I mean, that women's a final was insane. Um, mm-hmm. I think like 21, eight about seventh at a conference meet or something like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. I and mean, we knew that 200 free really was going to be nuts too. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see what they go at NCs. I hope they're not tapered all the way. I mean, 21 hours is ridiculous
0: and we got to keep COVID out of the locker rooms because one little COVID boom the whole thing's messed up so um it's kind of throws that big monkey wrench into the whole thing so we'll see if uh if everyone can just stay uh stay away from the cocoa
2: all right all right Other than the let's move on ballet, to this next some- next topic here what's this next topic all about Kira what what's going on here
4: oh wow you took me by surprise there um <laughs> Well, what actually happened is that, um, well, the ISL threw down a new schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Or with um, the ISL starting in June um, and then going all the way through December. Um, oh, well, first world got canceled, of course. And everybody was really sad about that, me included. I was really uh, bummed about it. And then ISL kind of filled a hole. And I remember when everybody was very upset about worlds being canceled, everybody was saying like, why don't they just put it so, up somewhere else? And um, then ISL filled the hole and then FINA put it up somewhere else and everybody got mad because they've like, they put up worlds where I, ISL was at already. So I don't know, I I would love that those two organizations uh would start working together and just being able to find a schedule that would work for everybody um because that would also be better uh for all the athletes i think so what uh the dutch federation did they um they wrote a letter to all of us and all the people that were are training in the high performance center currently they uh, we got informed um, by our head coach uh, so we got some like more information than was only in the letter um, saying that well the we are all trained in a high performance center which are funded by our government mm. and uh, our government funds those programs because they want us to win medals at europeans worlds and the olympic games Uh, They don't fund it for us to be go compete in the ISL, Mm. Um, especially not if the two are conflicting with each other. So the letter said that um, with the current schedule, with the current rules, uh, so that you cannot miss, you can only miss a certain number of meets, I think, um, with the current ISL rules, the federation doesn't uh, prohibit us to compete they're not against isl at all like they would love they they like the concept of isl i mean they we hosted it in eindhoven um the semi-final and the final last season that's because our federation is um supporting it but right now they're just saying um the current schedule that's just not gonna be a uh, good preparation for world championships, and um, we have the European Championships in August, of course. Right. So, and I, I, I mean, I, I don't like it because I would love to compete in ISL. It's so much fun for all of us. It brings me back to like my college days. It's it's great, but uh, my ultimate goal is still to be. On my best in Paris in 2024, and all the tournaments that uh, are big for me. um, We even call uh, we count shockers Europeans and Lancers Europeans, and shockers Worlds and longers Worlds. They're all very important. So I'm preparing to win, be good at those competitions, and if ISL can fit in the schedule, like if, for example, I could imagine uh, it working out well if. I would do some ISL competitions leading up to Shoko's World in December. But um, I hope that's going to be possible because with the current rules and the current schedule, it seems like it's not. So,
2: Yeah, interesting. Carl, what's your thoughts on this? Have you got questions for Kira in regards to this?
1: I just think it's a mess. Ev- everything is, is a mess right now. Um, and I mean, I just feel for you know, everyone that's trying to put together a, a schedule for the summer. Um, I mean, to be, to be thrown around like that and then expect to be able to be a hundred percent in training is a lot to ask for, and especially coming out of COVID and all that stuff. Um, so not really any questions, uh, just mostly like my two cents would be, I'm impressed that people are still headstrong through all this. Mm. Um, and I hope our, our governing bodies can figure their. Ouch. yeah
2: it's uh, it's it's interesting like it feels like we went from nothing to all of a sudden too much you know everything like, and now federations are having to say well we're not going to do this and it's like hang on there was nothing a minute ago and now there's now we're telling we're people we can't but i mean kira you would have won and and i don't want the number on it by any means but you would have won a lot of money in the isl don't you feel like there's a a, a chance that you're going to lose a lot because of that that chance being taken away from you financially
4: um well, maybe directly, yes, um if you look at it on a very short term, but if I would perform very well at uh Lankers worlds and Lankers Europeans, like if you would medal there, I mean it brings up way many uh way more s- like sponsor opportunities and mm. um those kind of things uh indirectly. so the prize money may be higher at ISL, which, to be honest, if you at Long Cross Worlds, the, the prize money in a final, if you make finals, is pr- really high as well. Like, mm. um, but I think indirectly, like in, in my country, nobody knows what ISL is. Mm. Um, it was very sad that in Eindhoven nobody could come watch because uh, we were in a lockdown, because I was really excited for people to finally be able to see, like, what this whole thing was all about. Mm. But for me, like if I become world champion um, or a European champion long course, like that would be in the long um, long run, it would be, I think, bring more money than um, the short term ISL would bring.
2: Uh, well, fair, that's a fair point. I know you can't speak for everybody around you in in the center, but is that the general feeling you think? Is there anyone that's really against the Federation's decision or right? And and again, you don't need to give me names, but I just want the general feeling.
4: Um, I think uh, the general feeling is not really uh, my, my point of view in this. Um, But um, because for example, I'm going to probably swim the Maranostrum tour. Um, Leading into the um, Lancers Worlds and Lancers Europeans. Right. And usually at the Maronas Tour, I'm in the position to be able to win money there as well. But there, only the top, like uh, the top FINA points performers, mm-hmm. usually are able to actually win some money. And most of the, I mean, not everybody can win money there. So, if you are, I guess, in a position that you're not able to win money at those kind of competitions, I think you would profit way more from ISL um, than from going to those competitions. But I think the um, I think most of us are sad because um, me too. Like I would love to be able to do both. Um, so it's uh, like <laughs> we're, I guess, all very torn between the uh between the two options mm, right well the one is not really an option for us anymore i guess but
2: right right interesting well it'll be interesting to see how it plays out i guess um sunny just uh going to you how does chad feel about uh the way the calendars kind of come together has he talked to you about that
3: yes um <laughs> We're we're still looking at it. Like we, we we don't know exactly what we want to do. Um, we you know we're we're seeing how feasible it is, depending on the schedule of events, to do you know world champs and ISL. Um, that's definitely something that we've talked about. Um, because I, I think you know Chad being the captain of our ISL team, and you know he really does love that team thing, similar to like Kira mentioned, and wants to you know not not let that go, um, but also. You know there's certain implications even if he was to just not turn up at world championships you know like that's you know it's world championships how can you not turn up right so uh, um yeah we're still we're still figuring out exactly how we're gonna you know pick and it's you know we've got to start making decisions soon because everything's going to come round. i think maybe secretly we're hoping that something might budge in terms of schedules that is going to make our decisions easier um, oh, I freaking hope so. Um, but, like, even with what Kira was talking about, the the, the rules, if you're not going to go pro, you can go semi-pro, which means you, you know, can still do other meets, um, you know, Fina World Cups and stuff. But it also means that you, you you can only miss two or three events that you are asked to be part of by your head coach. But if you're up front with your head coach and say, these are the dates I'm not going to be available with on when it comes to ISL, then that can be worked out. You know, if someone said to to us at Energy Standard, like we can't be coming to these meets, but we will commit to these meets, then we're still ha- like, you know, that still can be, you know, ticking the boxes as far as I am reading into the, the rules. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm no more savvy than any of you guys, but that's how I interpreted things because, you know, people like last season, we had James guy and he said, look, I'm not coming to the regular season, but I'll be there at playoffs. And we're like, cool. So, you know, if someone like that come in and someone like kira said i'm not going to be able to come during the regular season but i'll be there for playoffs leading into world short course i don't see why teams wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't take her um and i don't know I, I feel like the way that the netherlands have handled it and just saying no one can make up their own mind on things is a bit is a bit strong
4: <laughs> yeah but the reason is that like our government the 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 good training opportunities we get and mm. the professional center we have is funded by the government. Mm. Um, you can you can train in another spot. That's fine. Like yeah. you can do that. You can choose to train with a club in another country, but if you train in like a government-funded facility, like I understand the point. I mm. might not be happy with it, but I do get it.
2: Mm. Who's your coach right now, Kira? Uh,
4: Mark Faber favor favor
2: okay mark yep perfect um you're happy there you're gonna stay there you think until paris yes okay good 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 all right tell me this i got one more question for you real quick um tell me somebody on this tennessee women's team that we should look out for you you might know them a little bit better than we do is there is there anyone you can pinpoint you say that person is doing some really good stuff
4: well i mean ellen walsh um became uh won a medal at Shocker's worlds and now she last <clears> night she won the two hundred i m and she's seated first for the four i m final tonight and second for the hundred fly final if i m- remember correct like and she's a freshman um but the whole freshman class they uh they had three wins last night and all three of those were freshmen yeah. that's crazy. Yep. uh imagine how good that class will be in a couple of years um so i'm very excited to be following that in a couple of, in the upcoming years
0: she's irish right
4: yes mm-hmm.
2: awesome all right. awesome all right well we're going to continue here kira we appreciate you popping in and being yeah. here thank you very much for stopping by and sharing your thoughts um good luck to tennessee i hope they do win the trophy and i'll uh, just little uh a little thing here from someone sam sam said they won in uh, 1920 season so i guess they are uh, was, that the COVID, was
0: that the covid season
4: it was
1: that it was would the have been right season. before it yeah
4: right before covid
1: yeah, yeah.
0: When, when was your last season
4: i'm sorry
2: when was your last season uh for tennessee uh 15, 16. 15 16. no
4: sixteen, seventeen. Sixteen, seventeen. yeah that's all
2: right i, I forget it all blends in too, don't worry. COVID messed everything up anyway. Yes. Yeah, the last mm. couple
0: of years, NCAA has been weird.
2: All right, well, we're going to continue. Kira, I appreciate you popping in. Thanks a lot. We'll catch up with you again, all right?
4: You guys have a good night or day you. for you guys yeah. then. <laughs> all, right, <laughs> Thanks, you. all
2: right, cool. Cool. Well, that was cool. awesome. Yeah, interesting, some, hey?
0: Some good inside info there from uh, someone who actually received the email, you know, kind of straight from the horse's mouth, which is always good. Um, all right, what else we got? We got some Australian news down under. What's happening down under? I don't know. You tell me, Cody Simpson got a new training partner.
2: <laughs> Apparently, you're the one that tells me this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's got
0: a new training partner. Uh, I don't, unless Cody's switching I uh events to the 400 IM and the 400 freestyle. But uh, Brendan Smith's coach who, who just retired? Who is his coach, Wayne? Laws
2: oh uh, Wayne Laws yeah
0: I think he retired and that's mm. why he's uh Brendan's making the move to go swim with uh Bowley okay. and I mean he's got he's got a whole pool full of great swimmers out there yeah and then the other big news down under is uh Karen Perkins who left you know he was the president he he left swimming Australia and uh Tracy Hawkins, uh Tracy Stockwell uh is now the uh, the president of um swimming australia so um always feels good you know when you can have the greatest female swimmer ever from america become the president of australia
2: yeah i don't know much about it kyle do you know anything about her
1: uh no not a ton yeah i, I don't, no, I don't know she's got a, she's got a t in between the s and o that's that's all i know
2: <laughs> that's all i know too i know she's from at florida I know she married an Australian legend as well, uh, Mark Stockwell. Actually, speaking of uh, Mark's, was Mark Stockwell the one that finished second to Rowdy in the uh, hundred freestyle at the eighty-four Olympics?
0: Um, it'll it be Mark close because what Rowdy's today? Rowdy's sixty-three today, and Mark Stockwell is like fifty-nine or sixty or something. So yeah. they're right in the same age. Rowdy, happy birthday. Yeah, Mark, Mark,
3: Mark, Mark got the silver in 103 and 84, and two more medals in the relays.
0: Okay. See, it's all go. coming together here.
3: There it is, on Rowdy's oh, birthday. It. Makes sense. Tr- yeah, Tracy won all three right. golds in, in the medley events.
0: We also got some other um, – I don't know how figure skating got on to the um, swimming podcast, but here we are talking about figure skating – um, this 15 year old Russian girl tested positive for the same drug that Soon Young tested positive for, you know, it's a little hard drug that, uh, gets your, gets you, uh, gives you the ability to train a little harder, get that endurance up. Um, and for some reason, the IOC letter is letting her compete. She competed last night or this morning. Uh, then they said if she did get a medal, they, they wouldn't give her the medal, um, she competed she didn't do so hot she got fourth place didn't have to do the whole not go on the not do the podium ceremony thing but i mean i don't even know why i brought this up to be honest cuz i think all, all four of us here are thinking the same thing that all these listeners are thinking and this is just stupid this is the craziest thing i've ever heard of it's 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 hurting everything that is the olympic movement you're just letting this person who's from the nation that's known to be the worst dopers in the whole world, and you're letting her compete.
2: I don't know, Carl, what are you thinking, man?
1: Uh, I hate it. (sighs) I want to know what the logic was behind letting her compete and not medal. Where, what, I mean, I get that, we talked about it before the podcast started. She's 15, think what you will about that. Um, You know, when you were 15, when anyone listening was 15, I mean, even thinking of who I was at 25, I was stupid. Um, and hopefully I'll think the same about 27 in two years. But, I mean, you got to feel for the the athletes that are competing. Uh, the amount of noise that you're generating, letting her skate, and then everyone's thinking about what's going to happen if she gets silver, is she going to be on the podium, is it going to be an empty spot? I mean, that amount of noise for someone that's – I mean, for these athletes that have competed their entire life to be in this moment and then have someone that – literally tested positive just be allowed to compete i just i want to know the logic uh, i know we'll never get it but
0: well, what did they say they, they said that there would be irreparable damage to her reputation or something yeah. i mean the she damage is already done regardless if she skates or not in that in that final right she's tested positive and honestly, doesn't change
1: I, anything. yeah
0: i feel I, I mean we all feel bad for her she's 15 years old do you think she's knowingly and willingly doping herself well, You're that's it. And that,
2: that's my perspective there is that, you know, I think this, we should stop looking at her and saying she shouldn't compete. She shouldn't skate. What we should be saying is who gave her drugs? Because there's no way she went to her coaches and said, you know what, guys, oh, I think I want to win the Olympics at 15. And the only way I'm going to be able to do it is if I take these drugs. So can you give them to me? That didn't happen. She probably didn't even know. And so to blame this poor girl, I think what we need to do is have an investigation into her inner circle or maybe even beyond that. I mean, the Russian Federation has been implicated in systematic drug taking in the past. There's a documentary out on it. I mean, they've been banned. They're not allowed to compete under their own flag. So, I mean, we know this stuff. So stop blaming this poor girl. Let's get some heat back on the Russian Federation again here. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, so put yourself in, in her skates, um, just a quick pun. Uh, I mean, imagine being of that age competing at the Olympics, and then all of a sudden you pop.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, imagine just coming back positive in general without knowing it. I mean, being 15, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like headlines everywhere. And, and you're it wasn't like, just
0: one drug. It was three drugs. Three, yeah. Three drugs. Two of them were legal, apparently, but that's a lot of drugs in a little girl. Yeah. I mean, that's that's too many. I mean, I I can't imagine
1: that. Uh, That would be, I mean, I don't even know what it's comparable to. That, like, people. Yeah, I mean, that's insane.
3: I think the IFC's sort of the way they've dealt with this is so bad, just because if they're looking at the irreparable things that can be done, if she was to win at 15, having been allowed to compete, she'd have got booed, hated. The internet would have been a riot of just, terrible things said about this this young girl that's what that's irreparable you know thankfully she didn't get a medal but you know that that's neither here nor there and I don't well, know how figure skating works did she take someone's final spot I don't know but if you can't even fly a flag of Russia at the Olympics then how the hell you know are they letting her it just it's like all these things are soft almost like fugazi it's like they're banned but they're there um, you know they foul, but they keep competing, and I don't know how I feel. Like I, I know some of the Russian guys, and they're great. So I'm not anti-Russia or anything, but you know, it's not okay that a 15-year-old girl's being positive for drugs. Because I, I've I've seen some of the best, you know, young female British, British um, athletes from Russia, and they would have no idea if they ever come out. Then I'd be shocked because these girls are the most innocent, fun, you know, mm-hmm. young young kids. That I've ever met, and there's no way they're they're doing anything malish. So no. I can't speak for Camilla, but I, I, I agree with your sentiment. There's no way she. Well, here's the
2: the other sad thing, Sonny is, she should have won because she's technically the best skater yes. out there. Mm-hmm. Everyone was saying the only reason why she didn't win is because she fell. She fell over, and probably she fell because of the pressure. But technically, yeah. when you watch this girl skate, she's on a whole nother stratosphere. I mean, she does mm-hmm. crazy stuff out on the ice. So she's obviously naturally freakishly gifted as well, and she trains probably like nobody's business. So, you know, it's it, why did she even need the drugs, really?
3: I mean, you know that, well, it's, it's exactly that. It's kind of sad. And even if she hadn't made, made I don't know how needed performance enhancers are needed for the biggest game, but even if she didn't take them or hadn't been taking them and she didn't win this one, by the time she's at, you know, 19, next Olympics, mm. whatever, you know. Give her a career. Give her an opportunity to shine. It's almost like you've taken away her career now. She's always going to be tainted now. She's always going to be tarnished, no matter yeah, what that she does. Crazy. because Someone's not actually allowed her to develop. And, you know, if we're talking about a freakishly awesome gifted person, then they didn't need anything, but they, mm. ne- they didn't get that option. And that's that's kind of the sad thing about this situation. Mm. If, it, if, you know, everything is on face value.
0: All right, that's a, that's enough about figure skating. But uh yeah. Camilla, I hope you don't have to be doped up anymore by whoever's yeah. doing it
1: to you. Yeah, agreed. I agree. I think we all agree on that one. Yeah.
0: All right, keep it moving here. Um it's talent time, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the the great tuner freestylers in American history. Uh Townley Haas is retiring. It just uh, just turned 25 just a few months ago. Um, Sonny, you've been watching him swim over there uh, against y'all for Cali Condors. Yeah, hang out with him at all?
3: I I I haven't. I don't know him. I remember seeing him win the ISL final two years ago, the Budapest one in 140.4, 200 freestyle, absolutely sublime. I remember the 129.5. I remember watching that Mm. live, also Mm. sublime. I don't know the saying about great two hundred freestylers stopping early. Yannick Aniel, I mean, ugh, he's tarnished in different ways now, but um, that's not that's not today's topic. But another <laughs> one that stopped really early, Ian Fort, also stopped really early. Um, you know, you know him, Brett. But no, two hundred freestyle careers aren't aren't they good? And uh, on that long story, but man, he was a great swimmer. I think. He... Carl, you've definitely spent some time with him, right? You you you're down Texas way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, great dude um and i mean he was in that era of like barrier breaking right i mean we had this like i don't know four or five year period where all of a sudden people are going i mean like 131 130 129 and then now we've got dean doing it and now i tweeted yesterday uh i mean i was watching the or just looking at the results from the 800 free relays and i was like i had a thought i was not even anyone went 129 and i was like that's insane that i'm even thinking about that even at conference meets and I mean, Townley and Dean and those guys are the reason for that, um, you know. And then now, I mean, they kind of kicked it off. I don't know if you guys have any insight into, I mean, maybe like going sub 150 in the two breast, but it was like all of a sudden all these barriers were just gone. Um, and yeah, I don't know, maybe it was something in like a lag from an Olympic push or something like that. But no, I mean, great guy. His freestyle is beautiful. I mean, it looks like he's not trying; he's just floating on the water. Um, how do you go 129?
0: How do you go 129 with Townley's turns?
1: that's a good question it's insane yeah
0: (laughs) so townley townley's from richmond virginia okay 90 minutes right up the road i watched him swim since he was very little all the way up uh i even think i was the one that said like watch out he's going to win olympic trials in the tuna freestyle back in 2016 and that's what he did um he swam for jeff brown at nova who they are known for grinding they work really really hard and you got to work really, really hard when you swim the 200 freestyle and the 400 freestyle. Um, I always thought like maybe he would drop, try to drop down and and do 100. Uh, I think he even got down to like 48 mid or so. Um, but I guess he, I, 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 my thought is he's probably pretty tired. It is a, it is a grind to be doing that sort of work year in, year out, day in, day out. Uh, we just saw him at, uh, down in Texas, not too long ago, six Mm. months ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, when you see someone retired, only 25 years old, you, everyone says like, Oh, what's going on? But, uh, I don't know. Personally, uh, my guess is he's just tired, man. It's taken a lot to, 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 to train those events. And then the next group of kids comes up and that's the first event, right? Yeah. Like. Popovich went 47-3 in the 100, but Brett kept saying the entire time, that's the 200, it's the 200, it's the 200. And he almost won the 200. And you got those – that's like the event for a young person. You don't see super old people swimming the 200 freestyle. Um,
2: Yeah. Anyways,
0: uh, I loved watching Townley swim all these years. We're
2: going to front us up in the comments section. Mm, That's
1: true. Booyah.
2: Pro swimmers, yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. I don't know why I pulled that one back up. Yeah. All Interesting.
0: Right. Townley, good luck, buddy. Uh hope hope you uh you know you find good whatever life. you your next your next career is outside of swimming. Uh we'll miss you. But uh don't stay away. We've got to try to get him on the pot. He's a funny guy. I think he's a normal funny guy.
2: Yeah, we'll get him on. I actually, I actually recruited him, and he's one of those guys that, you know, the word on the street was he was going to Texas, and it was it was like, you know, as you're recruiting him, you're kind of like, he would actually fit really well at Texas. And yeah. Like, go to Texas, you know, yeah. and then he goes to Texas, and it's like, it's just like a perfect match. Like, you know when swimmers find their place? Yeah. Like, Townley Haas at Texas with Eddie is like, that's the way it's meant to be, you know, and just leave that one alone. Let him go the swim for Eddie. That's perfect, you know, and um it's the way it ended up, you know.
0: Makes me think of David Walters, actually. Sam yeah, exact type yeah, of situation. It's, it's
2: Eddie's prototype. That's him, you know. If you yeah. if you pinpoint a guy that's Eddie's guy, it's like Townley Huss. Yep, that's him, you know. So, good pick. I know Kyle's got to run here, so let's wrap this one up.
1: It's a it's a good one to end on. I mean, um, the the goat. <laughs> the goat. All right. I already tweeted his as uh, rowdy cam video to him. Um, I think he was watching the last time I was on. So if he is, happy birthday, rowdy! We all appreciate you. Um,
0: he's almost. He says
1: he watches this
0: almost every single week.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we get a comment. Um, he's
0: Not in the comment section. But actually, we have. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do this yet. But we that poster right there that Brett has. This one? Yep. We have. Uh, we have an extra copy of it. Um, Don't ask me how I got it, you know, time machine from the 1980s. But if you would like to win this poster of Rowdy Gaines showing off his Olympic medals from 1984, I don't know. Why don't you post your favorite picture of Rowdy on uh, Instagram, say happy birthday to him, and uh, tag us all, and um, we'll pick somebody. And uh, we'll contact you, get your address, we'll ship you out uh, a poster of Rowdy Gaines.
2: The legend, love this man. He's like a, he's like a father away from my father from me. You know, there was there's a couple of guys that looked after me at Auburn. It was David Marsh and Rowdy Gaines. This guy, I'm I'm proud to know him very personally, and um, feel like he's always got my back. And uh, love this man so. Happy birthday, Rowdy. You're a good one. Yeah. Happy
3: birthday, Rowdy. Yep. Yep. All right,
2: all right. guys. Hey, you want to mention this one real quick? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, yeah,
0: Vasa Vasa Trainers our new sponsor you can use code Brett at checkout B-R-E-T-T and uh, receive 10% off anything inside the store um, how good is that
2: shirt by the way is it 10% off it, 10% yeah off 10% of
0: anything. off anything yeah. everything mm-hmm. and
2: anything yeah yeah I love this shirt yeah, yeah it me just too. Fits, fits I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna check out what brand it is and maybe put our t-shirts on it because it's like it fits better it's a little longer you know for us swimmers it's nice and soft i love it it's
2: all good. right check out kyle on uh twitter especially check out sunny on youtube get on there guys a lot of good content coming out some fast racing are we gonna see uh, is anyone gonna go under 40 seconds kyle in the men's 100 freestyle are we at that 40
1: uh relay splits too uh
2: i i, I mean i'll take a relay split
1: uh, uh no no i think
0: brooks curry is gonna go under 40 yeah. Not maybe not for a flat start, but if, on a relay he's going to go under forty. If he can go eighteen one on the back of that relay, he can go he can go thirty
1: nine. Yeah, cool. I mean we got to play the game of is he going to swing or is he going to flat start though? Depends mm. on you know how mm. good your start is. That's the thing with wrestle we always got his his lead off. We got like one, I think one it was on the medley. He went like seventeen three. I wish we had gotten more opportunities to see if he could go like sixteen nine or a hundred free would have been sick. Like a thirty eight nine or like a thirty nine two is just. That mm. doesn't compute, but now I, I think we see some forty-point lows.
2: Uh, quickly, I mean, you've done them. You've, you've looked at results today. What's the one event that's going to really pop tonight on, at finals anywhere around the country? What do you think?
1: Uh, I like the men's hundred fly. Um, you know, after after Jacob popped off yesterday, I, I don't trust that that was everything. Um, I think I think we could see some fireworks in that race. Nice.
0: Look like is- Orlando.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I yeah, think that was really the
3: second. fastest 50 fly split, like one of the 50 fly, fastest 50 fly splits ever. 90. Also, yeah. Kate Douglas PB'd.
1: I think he was yeah, out. Five. What was Kate Douglas? Out in the 100. Kate oh. Douglas
3: PB'd in the 100 fly, 49.9 as well this morning. Oh, the heat.
0: And that's She's just going slow. She could that go 49 easy. low. Yeah. She could get she's close
3: like, to – Maggie in the in in hundred later.
0: Well actually that's that's the other thing we didn't even mention was Claire Curzan. She broke the American record just a few days ago. She went 492 in the hundred fly. I think you're right. I think we'll probably I think Kate Douglas will break that tonight.
2: Yeah. All right. So there's
0: there's your two two predictions.
2: Cool. Uh All right. Good stuff, guys. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Good to see you guys. Have fun for sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me
3: on guys.